We've all got questions about the Bible and Christianity. Some of us are Christians and want to know how best to live for God and show our love for Him. Some of us are curious about what it means to follow Jesus. And some of us are skeptical of the idea of religion in general. Whatever your background, we invite you into these conversations that strive to take an honest look at what the Bible has to say on a wide variety of subjects. Each week, we will discuss questions that have been sent in from all around the world and try to find truth and practical application in God's Word. If you have any questions or follow-up comments, contact us anytime by emailing info at broadwaycoc.com. I'm Jed Lovejoy, and these are Conversations with Dan. Good morning, everyone. Who knows if it's morning when you're watching this, but welcome to another one of our conversations here with Dan. Uh, It's our first recording of the new year. Happy New Year. 2020 is here. I know. (laughs) All right. So as always, we want to remind everyone that we appreciate your comments, your questions that keep coming in. Uh, We just ask, keep sharing this, keep uh, liking it on Facebook, on YouTube. Uh, If you have a moment to give us a review, either on Facebook or through our various podcast sites, that always helps, helps people find these videos. And so we just... Take a moment. Take a minute. Share. Review. That'd be great. Uh, But now for our question. Mm. Dan's going get to that faster. Una pregunta para hoy. (laughs) Si. All right. Here we go. It says, in Genesis, there are stories that include what could be viewed as impossible today. A talking snake in the Garden of Eden eating a fruit acknowledging knowledge and the repopulation of the earth through a handful of people after a flood are just a few of these examples. Now, Jesus often uses stories to illustrate a point. Could these be the same category as a means of displaying the nature of God to the Israelites? If these are simply stories to illustrate a point, instead of a literal history, historical information, would the Christian faith be any less meaningful? Wow. There's a lot going on in that question. That is a <clears throat> very good question and probably reflects... Um, the questions in a lot of people's minds. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically what I get from that question is, should we consider the miraculous things that are told in the Old Testament and New as as historical, or are they mythical and, and stories like parables mm-hmm. to make a point, basically? Yeah, and I think specifically, like if you take the creation story as non-literal, mm-hmm. does that diminish... You know, if you take it as maybe Moses telling a story to the people, does that diminish the rest of your Christian faith? Well, the short answer is yes. And hmm. uh, the, I guess it would be because the Bible tells these things as historical events. And let's just, let's just talk about that for just a moment. There are other ancient creation stories that are extremely different True. than the biblical creation story. Mm-hmm. And uh, the biblical creation story in a polytheistic or mini-gods world mm-hmm. is a very different monotheistic story, which meaning there's one God, and this one God is not in the midst of chaos that produces the creation, but this one God is very purposeful and methodical, And um, there's a moral judgment made on the creation that everything he did was good. So at least you can say that the biblical 
creation story is unique, but mm -hmm. once you pass the creation story, of course, as the questioner pointed out, yeah. there are all kinds of other things that you get into that are also uh, supernatural from, you know, in the in Moses' same uh, work of the Pentateuch, you've got uh, burning bushes and you've got um, mm -hmm. angels visiting people and you've got... God's supposed destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah, and you've got uh, the parting of the Red Sea, yeah. and, and all the those flood, things. Like he points out in the and question. the flood, yes. So, so, are these things historical? I think we have to go back to um, first the fact that the Bible does present them as historical, mm -hmm. and secondly, the idea that. Um, there are lots of things that, that tie the Bible to history. For example, okay. uh, the story of Abraham um, is tied to uh, customs of that day and that are reflected in the story. Are those really legitimate customs from the 18th century B.C.? Well, the Marianuzi archaeological finds... Let's say that one again. Mari, M-A-R-I, Nuzi, N-U-Z-I. Okay. These are archaeological finds from Mesopotamia, and those tablets that were found there reflect the exact same kind of customs as you find in the story of Abraham and Sarah and Hagar and Isaac and, and inheritance policies and all those things. It seems mm. to very accurately reflect that time period of history. Uh, the places in Genesis and Exodus mm -hmm. are real places. The people, the Hittites that Abraham bought the the uh, tomb for his wife to be buried in, the cave of Machpelah. Mm. Um, many years ago, archaeologists said, well, there's no such thing as the Hittites. And then they kept digging all over that part of the world, and yeah. there were Hittites all over the place. So these so, things are historical. Yeah. <clears throat> so there is some historical thing there. But let's go back and just think specifically about the creation story and the flood story, kind of predating those. Mm -hmm. You know, the questioner points out that Jesus does tell a lot of illustrative stories. stories. Mm -hmm. Could these two situations specifically be illustrative stories for Moses teaching the Israelites coming out yeah. of this polytheistic society? And no, all I don't think so. Uh, one of the reasons is that the flood story is in different cultures all over the world. Mm. And not only is it in different cultures, um, Whitcomb and Morris many years ago wrote a book called The Genesis Flood and explored archaeological and, and geological evidence for the Great Flood mm. and all over the world. So there really appears to have been a flood okay. that was a historical event, and it was cataclysmic. Yeah, And so um, there's no reason to think that wasn't historical. If God can put a baby in the womb of a virgin without uh, a man. Now we're jumping ahead on yeah, that Yeah, we one. may be, yeah. but it's the same thing. <laughs> yeah, If God can put a baby in the womb of a virgin, and if God can raise bodily a Jesus from the mm. dead, then God can do the things that it says in Genesis and Exodus and all those other places in the Old Testament. So, But what about the talking snake? The talking snake is just another example. you got the talking donkey. <laughs> I was going to say, there's a talking donkey later <laughs> in, on, yeah. Uh, in the book of Numbers with Balaam. And the idea is that God used whoever and whatever he wanted to use at different times. The Bible teaches that 
demons can inhabit animals. Mm. And, you know, when the, when the demons were cast out in um, Mark chapter 5, mm-hmm. where were they put? Into the pigs. They're exactly right. So yeah. if a demon can be cast into a pig, I guess he could be in a snake yeah. as well. Uh, we the Bible believes in supernatural things, and mm. I think I think we need to go back to our beginning assumptions of philosophy. Um, years ago, yes. I took a course from an old uh, brother named J. D. Thomas, and it was an introduction to philosophy. And he said, "Okay, we got to start here." Okay, ontology: what is real? Some people are materialists, and they believe that only matter is real. Right. Because they can feel it, they can see it, they can touch it, they can taste it, they can smell it. Yeah. So they have limited their scope of investigation to the five senses, and they say, therefore, only matter is real. Mm. But on the other side, there are people that say, no, there, is, there are other realities that aren't material, like beauty. Beauty is real. Mm-hmm. Truth, truth is real and not just relative. Love is real. Um, they say the human spirit is real. Mm. And, of course, you can't, you can't see the human spirit. But yeah. anybody that's ever been in a room with somebody that died can see that something left that person. Now, was it just biological function mm. or was there something else? Uh, there's all kinds of evidence in Scripture that points us toward the supernatural. Okay. But one thing that old brother J.D. Thomas taught us was that um, once you have your alternatives of are ideas real or is material are material things real, you have to choose one of those. Well, how do you know anything? Well, that's the next step is epistemology. How do you know anything? <laughs> uh, one, of the, one of the steps toward knowing things is empirical research, what you can feel, observe, you know. Yeah. And you can go so far with that. Another step is testimony. Mm-hmm. Do we believe in testimony? Like if there's a whole bunch of different people that aren't connected that testify to the yeah. same thing, is if that really strong? Witness. Yeah. It's corroborated. You know. yeah. Is that really strong? Well, we've sent people to death row for that. Yeah. And, uh, you know, how do we know there was a Gettysburg Address? Mm-hmm. How do we know that there was never an Abraham Lincoln that was president? Only by testimony, human testimony. Yeah. So they we have all kinds of... Pieces of evidence. <clears throat> yeah. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> but we have all kinds of testimony in Scripture that verify that... Israel was in Egypt, mm-hmm. and they were there in the in in the time of the pharaohs, and that um, Abraham, you know, existed as a person. That Jesus existed as a person. They weren't in a far off galaxy a long, long time yeah. ago. They were, they were, they were in concrete places. Yeah, um, and these are these type of things are long discussions and many, many books written. Yes. To, to suss these out. Yes. And, and the things in, in the New Testament um, are rooted in history. In fact, even those that were not Christians, for example, Josephus. Hmm. <clears throat> talked about in quite a few videos. Yeah, Josephus yeah. talks about 
the uh, Jesus, he got like 20-something Jesuses, but he talks about Jesus of Nazareth, and he talks about the extraordinary deeds he did, and he talks about the, the uh, faith of his followers, that he was raised from the dead, and, uh, you know, he, he talks about all of that. Mm. And he's not, even, he's not even a believer, but he talks about the fact that no matter what people did, his followers seemed to multiply and expand and keep growing and doing. Yeah. And, and so... And I, I wonder how much of this, like, yeah, there's all these philosophical aspects of what do we decide is real. At some point, you know, this person is a person of faith, you know, someone who believes in God. And so let's say that you've taken these steps and you believe that there are some miracles. You believe that there, you know, you believe in that to some degree. How much of it gets to be, it comes down to how do I believe God functions? Yeah. Like, do I believe God set the world in motion and it's now a causal, it's going to be cause and effect no matter what? Or do I believe in a God who still plays a role and intercedes and interacts with his creation? Because if I believe in a God who's active... All of this makes complete sense to me, and sure. I, I can make make work of it. Well, I, I feel in the question a tension, and this tension comes when we are interacting continually with people who have different assumptions than we do, mm-hmm. and because their assumptions are that their assumptions are that anything that is not based on empirical research or evidence is mm-hmm. not true. See, it's like. If you choose an epistemology, if you choose a way of knowing, if you choose a methodology, Mm -hmm. then that predetermines where you're going to come out. Mm. Because if I can only look at these things and I have to ignore everything else, then I'm going to come out a certain place. In, In many fields, for example, when my brother went to medical school, they told him if he was stupid enough to still believe in God, he needs to do something different. Mm. You know, and there was a culture in that school that tried to persuade him not to look at anything else but the physical. Yeah. See, well, it seems to me like, you know, this is, this is a pressure from our culture to try to take these things mythically okay. and make them parables instead of real. Yeah. But the God that the Bible pre- uh, presents is a God that reaches outside of nature into nature and changes things and mm. does things that are supernatural. Now let's think about the word supernatural. Yeah. Natural could be exchanged for the word material. Yeah. Okay. The, the normal the stuff. But the super natural. You said the questioner believes in God. Well, that's inconsistent because God is super natural. God mm. is a spirit. God is not matter. Yeah. Um Luke chapter 20 uh, for Jesus said, a spirit does not have flesh and bones as you see me have. God mm. is a spirit. Yeah. So if God is a spirit and you believe in God, then you've already said, you've already said that you're, you're, you're admitting the existence of the supernatural. Hmm. If God can exist and if God is mind and he created matter, yeah. then do you believe in mind over matter? Do you believe that, that, that the supernatural influences the natural and can can yeah. change the natural. Well, that's what the Bible is the story of. Yeah. So at that point, you <clears throat> say, okay, I truly believe in God. I believe that the creation story happened. Yep. I believe that 
Noah and the flood happened. Sure. I believe that Jesus was raised from the dead, born of a virgin, all those Et different cetera. things. Then it so doesn't it all... become a problem for you. Yeah. And so I think the last thing that comes to my mind when I hear a question like that, and they're taking this idea of, oh, well, it's a story, how much of that maybe comes from the New Testament when they're hearing, like, Jesus is the new Adam and different things, and they see it as, well, Adam was an archetypal beginning character more than a physical person. Okay, the, the, um, the biblical characters um, like Abraham and Adam and Moses, their, their lives and their experiences are used in symbolic ways in the Bible, but the Bible assumes that they were real people, even though that their their stories are used yeah. to illustrate other things. Christ brought grace and life into the world, like Adam brought sin and death yeah. into the world. Was Christ real? Yes. Yes, and so was Adam. Yeah. Uh, the Bible so, says in Genesis three that Eve was the mother of all living. Hmm. Well. Okay. <laughs> it se- it seems very improbable in the way that we understand the world around us, but if that's what it says, well the way that we understand the world around us is influenced by secular mentality and secular philosophy mm. that has different assumptions than the Bible has. Yeah. See, the secular mentality assumes materialism. Right. Now we claim that we don't. And yet. <laughs> we claim to believe in divine revelation, and we claim to believe in reason and testimony. Yeah. See? There's all kinds of testimony that backs up the death and resurrection story of Jesus. Hmm. But, you know, but that's supernatural, so you can't believe in that. Yeah. See? And I think that's, that's where we can look and maybe to not feel so out of the ordinary when we run up against that, you can look in the New Testament when they're talking about the Pharisees and Sadducees, and you had these Sadducees who were very religious and believed in all these things, but the raising of the dead was a step too far. I mean, they they couldn't see that and understand it. So not to excuse when we have those, those, you know, hang-ups or whatever, but it's not a new phenomenon for religious people. No, 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 and please understand, this is in no way, this is a fantastic question. Oh, yeah. and Something with, many of us struggle with that in and, one way or the other. And we need to be able to ask those questions, but we need to really be able to listen to the other side, the really good evidence that's on the side of believing in those things in the Bible. Uh, when you start looking at the fact that the Bible is filled with historical references that have actually been proven to be correct. Hmm. Well, that shows that we're rooted in his, in history. You know, um, you know the New Testament. Uh, people often look at it as mythical and weird and everything, but the places in it, the people yeah. in it, they're all right. Even you know, when when Gallio was proconsul of Achaia, and you, the Delphi inscription, uh, Claudius writes and says that he wants to talk to his friend Gallio, the proconsul of Achaia, and it you know. Yeah. It's real stuff. And I they, mean, the whole book of Luke was written by Luke the physician. And, you know, you can look back and we know that certain things that they <clears throat> held have been proven untrue because we've learned more scientifically. But when you read the scientific writings of that day, they were not built on just wild assumptions. They still no. had their own methodology. But Luke the physician isn't writing about 
physician stuff. He's writing about what happened right. in Jesus. He says, I'm going to give you an account of the things that have happened. Right. But to us. know that a man who was a scientist, who was a physician, had you know bought into it, so to say. And he could he say that it. all these things were real. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So it lends a certain extra level of, oh, these aren't just religious zealots. This was someone who came out of a, even a different philosophy of way of thinking. Yes. And believed in these For things. me, when I was a young man and I was in graduate school and all this stuff from the the materialistic liberal side was coming to me. When I say liberal, I mean people that don't believe in the supernatural and don't mm. believe in the yeah. inspiration of the Bible. That's what I'm talking about. When it was coming at me, it boiled down to one thing mm. for me. Do I really believe in the resurrection of Jesus Christ? Mm. And I examined all the evidence, all the testimony, all the facts and stuff from that time that that would be for and against the resurrection and I decided yes I really honestly do believe in the literal bodily resurrection of Jesus Christ hmm. once I had that hurdle underneath me yeah the rest was no problem yeah. because if god raised jesus from the dead which is impossible naturally yeah. naturally yeah which makes then, it a miracle, which makes it this supernatural it, it is a miracle. intervention. Then he could sure enough put a baby in a virgin's belly and he could do all the things that the Bible says he did because he's God. Mm. You know. So yeah. that was the thing that that really was the tipping point for me and all the evidence that went uh, with Jesus. And another thing before we close that Brother Thomas pointed out to us a long time ago. To say that there is no God or that there is no supernatural is a statement of faith. Hmm. Atheism is just as much a matter of faith as theism is. Yeah. The atheist stacks up some evidence and says, well, you know, we don't really believe in that out there, but they can't prove that there is no God. Hmm. Well, that's... I. Any more than we can prove to their, with their method yeah. that there is a God. That's where I, I was in Germany years ago, and there was a atheistic bus campaign that was driving and stopping in all the town squares. And their bus said, you know, there is no God. We are 99.9% sure. You know? <laughs> it's like, I mean, it was in big letters, so they, they don't even well, try to hold back on that. But they their reason is, it's really funny because their reasoning is, we're going to only examine... What our five senses can see, material things. That's all we're going to even look at. And therefore, we're going to come out that there's no supernatural. There's no God. However, Paul wrote, For the invisible things of God since the creation of the world Mm -hmm. are clearly seen, Mm -hmm. being perceived through the things that are made, even his everlasting power and divinity. So that being the case... Can you look at the universe and look at the symmetry and design? Can you look at a DNA strand and all the programming in that and say there's no greater intelligence than than man? Who was the early scientist uh, who said God has provided us two books? He gave us the Bible and he gave us his creation. I'll have to look up which The heavens declare the glory of God and the firmament shows his handy. Day after day brings forth speech. Night after night brings forth knowledge. There is no speech or language where their voice is not heard. In other words, the creation cries out, look at me, there's got to be a God. See? So matter 
yeah. in all of its design and its order, like the systems of the human body and all these kind. Of, that says somebody designed this. Yeah. That points to a supernatural. Yeah. See, so so as much as when we read these things, they seem crazy. They seem so out there. Yeah. If we truly believe in a God who is active and who does all these things, and we believe in the miracles that brought us to faith, like if you believe in Jesus, you have to believe in certain things to truly believe in. Did he raise Lazarus from the dead, call him out of the tomb four days after he was put in there? So it's all kind of part of a building block system, and you pull one and it weakens the others. So Yeah, I I think those that are trying to take the miracles of the Bible mythically. In fact, Rudolf Bultmann, a German theologian, used to talk about demythologizing the Bible Mm. to find actually what happened. But that has an assumption behind it that no supernatural things can really be true. So it's, it's the sort of thing where, going back to the original question, yes, Jesus told stories to illustrate a point. And yes, there are stories told in the Old Testament to illustrate a point, but that does not mean that everything we don't understand becomes a story. Because there are also miracles of Jesus. The parables are not meant to be historical. Right. But the accounts of what happened in the Old Testament are not parables. They're not presented as parables. They're historical. Okay. So hopefully that gets the conversation going. I know this was one of our longer videos, but like I say, I, I said it jokingly, but there are books upon books upon books oh, yeah. written on yeah. on every piece of what we discussed, really. Right. So, right. you know, if there are more things or you heard something and you went, oh, I want them to spend a little bit more time on that or, you know, oh, I really don't buy into that, you know, and you want us to cover it a little more, let us know because this is one that we could spend a lot of time going into. Um But thanks for the question. It is an important one. It is a big one. Very good one. So thanks, Dan, as always. Thanks, everyone, for watching. We'll see you all again next week. Thanks again for listening to these weekly conversations between myself and Dr. Dan Owen. Conversations with Dan is an outreach and teaching ministry of the Broadway Church of Christ in Paducah, Kentucky. You can find us online through most of the major social media sites or through our website, broadwaycoc.com.